Hey, Pat Kilby, I got a pop question for you. Are you ready for this one? Let's do it. Who was the first ever high schooler to commit to in the Hubert Davis era? Will Shaver. Really? Will Shaver? Well, you know what? Then I guess we better talk about him in today's summer edition of the 2022-23 Carolina basketball roster preview. Let's do it on today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Wednesday, June 15th, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast. I'm your host, Isaac Shea, joined as we are every Wednesday by Coach Pack Kilby. Thank you so much for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or your first watch every single day. Please don't forget that we are free and available anywhere you get podcasts. So please go ahead and subscribe, smash the like button, and leave a comment about the dude we're talking about today, Mr. Will Shaver, incoming freshman. Pack, it's good to be together, keeping it rolling, talking about these freshmen. I'm excited to talk Will Shaver today. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Future's bright for this young man. Can't wait to break his game down. Absolutely. I'm with you. I think, uh, you know, I know we usually don't kind of start here, but it's just, I feel like he's a little more of an an enigma than the other three incoming freshmen. Not in that he's like weird or mysterious, just because like, I feel like he really just, in the way people mature at different levels, I feel like he's got further to grow and, and this untapped potential that we're just not sure about yet. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of questions on him because we didn't get to see him play a senior year because he graduated early and he's he's been at North Carolina and you know part of that's uh, I don't know, a catch twenty two if you will because he got to experience you know basically the best that college basketball has to offer. Yeah. Now he didn't get to play in it, but he got to be a part of it, and so that's yeah. really cool. But on the flip side of that, you know, as fans and as students of the game and students of the Tar Heels, we don't know a lot about Shaver. So it's really, really exciting to kind of break him down and talk about him and take a deep dive. Yeah, I agree. And and in this day and age of, of this digital era where everything possible is available at our fingertips, I like that there's a little bit of a mystery. Like, who knows what we're going to get when we get to October with this kid, you know? Like, it's fun. Um, and so that, that's super neat. And so, um, Pac, if you would go ahead and give us a little bit of his bio, his background. Let's get to know Will Shaver a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So as we mentioned, you know, Will was the first commit of the Hubert Davis era, which is awesome. High He's school first... commit, to be specific. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I guess the first true commit would be Brady. Yeah, because right? yeah. the... th- did all three of those guys, all three of the transfers commit before – I'd have to go back. While you're talking, I'll look it up. Keep going. Yeah. Okay. So, Will, first high school commit in the Hubert Davis era. Um, Will is awesome because Will knew he wanted to be a Tar Heel, and it was pretty much – that was it. Like, Carolina offers, hey, that's where I'm going. Cancels all of his other visits that he had lined out. <laughs> yeah. um, and he committed to the Tar Heels on June second, two 2021. So, we're a little over a year now right. that he's he's been a Tar Heel. Uh, Will is a true center. He's six foot ten, two hundred and forty-five pounds. He comes to us from Oak Mountain High School in Alabama. Uh, fun fact: there is Will's junior year. He led them to the school's first ever state championship, seven wow. A, 
7A state title there in Alabama. Um, he plays He's a winner. For, that's a big deal. Yeah, that, absolutely. And you talk about 7A, I mean, that's – pretty good sized school so i'm sure he's playing yes. some really yeah. top tier talent. yeah I, I actually have a buddy um that works at samford university in their sports department down in birmingham and mm-hmm. i've got to see some basketball with him and dude it is legit down in the birmingham area they, they got some ballers so absolutely yeah. yeah yeah uh to win at that level is big time and so yeah he's done that uh will plays for pro one aau team or played for pro one aau team <laughs> yeah uh, that's right, and that, that's another thing we don't get to watch him on the AAU circuit this summer like we do the other three guys. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, but he's also getting to practice against Baycott every day, so Absolutely. that's kind of a absolutely a, a positive. Yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, so Will Will comes to us as a three star, and that's not you know you're typical for the Tar Heels, um, but he's one of these ones that's got a really high trajectory and a really high upside, and so. A lot, a lot of potential for him. ESPN and 247 has him, have him as unranked. Uh, 247 Composite has Will as 143, and Rivals has him as 114. Yep. And to specify for people, because he graduated at December and enrolled at Carolina in January, he's actually classified, even though he's going to start playing in the class of 22, he's classified as high school class of 21, per the recruiting sites, just in terms of where they place him. Yeah. Man, that's great. And so um, I I looked up, yeah, all three of those guys had committed in April. So um, all three of the transfers last year committed to Carolina in April, and then Will was that first high school commit, as you said, um, on June 2nd of last year. So, yeah, man, that's really cool. I I was really – I had forgotten until we started prepping for talking about Will today – that he had, I mean, it was like Wake Forest right after Carolina, then Purdue, Kansas, Virginia Tech, all in June of last year, and then Iowa he had lined up. Another another Iowa uh, yep. potential visit for last uh, September. Um, but like you said, um, liked what he saw and committed like almost immediately mm-hmm. after that visit. What... Um, you know, Pac, you work with these high school students all the time. What does that say to you um, when a commit, like, takes a visit, perfect, everything I need to see, I'm in. Cancel yeah. everything else. Well, I respect it. Um, I'm sure that all these other schools do because what you see so much nowadays is these kids, and there's not necessarily anything wrong with it, they they want to take these visits for the experience. Yep. And they, yep. they may know ahead of time by a long shot, hey, I'm going to North Carolina, but uh, I can go to Iowa and Virginia <laughs> Tech and Purdue and you know Wake Forest wherever for free. So why not? Why not just yeah. go and, yeah. and hear them out and take this trip? And what what that turns into and where the problem lies in that is you end up leading people on, yeah. and that's where recruiting is kind of a dog eat dog world, if you will. And so for him to say this is what I want to get that and then to tell everyone else, Hey, this is where I'm going and I'm moving forward with it. I respect that a lot. And then the flip side is he gets to know, Hey, this is where I'm going. Um, And he got the opportunity to enroll early and experience the final four and the NCAA tournament run and just all that awesome stuff. And not just that, but he got to experience the ACC season and practice and preparation. And so um, did he miss out on a high school senior year? Yeah, but he got, probably a lot more in return by about what yeah. he got to experience. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Cool even deal. though he's playing at the, at the highest level in Alabama, 
the the best <laughs> Alabama high school team could not even come close to sniffing what the Tar Heels are doing. And so, my word, like you said, to bang in the post with Armando Baycott every day, mm-hmm. like not not m- most post players in the country that are already in college don't get that opportunity against someone of Baycott's level and capability. So that is monstrous. I love yep. it. I love it for him. Um, and obviously. I respect him for that, and I'm sure the 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 coaches who got told no also respect because it's it's not a waste of their time or resources or energy. Now, obviously, they're begrudgingly <laughs> grateful, but it's like at the end of the day, if you found found where you want to go, knock yourself out, kid. So yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, for those who want to dive into following Will um, on Twitter, he is Will Shaver Six. And on Instagram, same thing, but three instead of six. So Will Shaver, three. Um, and interestingly, we just read, I saw from um, Ross Martin, who is one of Inside Carolina's guys, um, that they had put out, um, they had found out the jersey numbers of the freshmen. And so Will is going to be number 21. And so we'll see him. Uh, first guy that comes to mind, 21. Jawad Williams, right? Was he 21? Yep, I believe he was. And So... See, I'm trying to think. Is there has there been a 21 since? Was Dion Thompson 21? I was thinking Dion was 10 or 20 for some uh, reason. He, yeah, he was 10, I believe. Yeah, man, those those things that don't come to you in the moment. You know, no, like, <laughs> <laughs> I sound like well, a bad look, fan right now. I know. That's crazy. I love it. Um, very good. Well, uh, man, very excited for Will to be here. We're going to talk a little bit more about his strengths, weaknesses, what he brings to the game. There's some great stuff we see out of him. Where, where, where does he need to come together? He might need some built bars. That's what he might need, Pat Kilby. And so um, today's uh, built bar, we need to talk about that. You love some chocolatey, chewy, caramely brownie. Absolutely. But guess what? Built Bar just sent me a little sample pack, and so we're going to try it right here today on the show for your viewing pleasure. You know all the numbers, your listening pleasure, all everything Built does, because you've heard me talk about this all the time. And so Built um, sent me a, a sample of the Mud Pie. And so Mud Pie flavor, there's the Puff Built Mud Pie Puff and the Built Mud Pie Bar. And so Pat Kilby, you get to choose which one I'm about to try. The, the It's both Mud Pie, one is a bar, one's a puff. Which one are we doing? Let's go with the Mud Pie Bar. That, that okay, looks Mud solid. Pie Bar. It looks solid. Let's yeah, open it up. Good. Man. What exactly it's, is Mud Pie? Mud Pie is like... Um, uh, like I think it's like a creamy pie where it's like chocolate with the uh, with the like cream okay. meringue stuff on top. I think. Now here's what I'm a little bit nervous about is they delivered this to me today and it's about 96 degrees here in Southwest Missouri today. So <laughs> I'm hoping this bad boy is not melted. All right, here we go. Pulling it. Oh, it's got like a chocolate crumble on top. Built Bar doing it right. It smells wonderful. Here we go. Okay, a little bit chewy. That's a good pack. We need to get you some of these, homie. Yeah. Built Bar Mud Pie. I love it. I'm into it. I'm going to finish that later. Man, for those of you watching, I'm so sorry because now I'm probably going to have chocolate in my teeth the rest of this <laughs> show. And Pac's going to laugh at me. Hey, that's we'll really good, for real. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. Way to go, Built Bar. Keep that going. So, if you want to try these Mud Pie Bars or some other flavor... 
here's some great news for you. You can go to built.com right now, use promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off your order. So use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Man, that's good. Pack, I feel I can't even swallow it yet, and I feel like I got a, a dip in and I'm at a ball game or something. <laughs> I need like a spit cup. Hey, you got like the rest of us just wanting something to eat. Now. I'm a sunflower seed guy. I'm not a dip guy. So I want you to talk about Will Shaver's strengths. He could already play right now because of this. While you talk about that, I'm going to try to finish this thing. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Will Shaver could play in college basketball right now because he has a great offensive skill set. Um, the first thing that stands out to me is in my mind, he's kind of more of a true center. And now, don't don't mishear me. I think he's a good shooter. I think he can pick and pop. I think he can do some of those things that stretch the floor. But, man, around the basket, he's got a good array of moves in his arsenal. Mm-hmm. He has good touch around the rim. Uh, he's fairly smooth for his size. And so uh, I really, yeah. really, really, really like that about him. Yeah, absolutely. And from from what uh, video I've watched of him, it seems like he can finish uh, those moves with either hand. Um, I have, to be honest, I haven't even looked up which handedness is his natural inclination, but I've seen him finish both left and right in the post, um, and, and that's nice, man. I, and I love it because, as you said, it is a pretty natural motion. He gets it, whether it's like out at the free throw line. Um, or beyond the three-point line, it seems like he gets his feet ready pretty quickly. He's got his, um, excuse me, shot pocket ready, and so gets the ball and is re- is ready to pull the trigger pretty mm-hmm. quickly. And again, as we've said, like with both Tyler Nickel and Jalen Washington, looks pretty smooth with his shots. Not all gangly newborn deer or Bambi situation going on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He has a smooth stroke, and um, I think, God, he's just his touch is what stands out to me. A lot of times you see guys that, yeah, they have moves and they're seven feet tall or 6'10", 6'11", whatever, but, mm, man, they're just planking it off the back iron or they can't <laughs> hit a free throw to save their life. Right. And, right. and he has that soft touch around the rim. And so, you know, what that what that tells me is that he's got a great baseline for his skill set right now. He's good at yeah. finishing, and now he can work on adding to his game because of that touch that he already has, where a lot of big guys, when they get to college, they still got to find their touch. And he's already got that. So that's awesome. And you kind of hope, like, you know, a lot of those big guys, you're like, All right, hey, Baycott, if you can f- finish at the free throw line in the 60 to 65% range, we're, we're good. With, with somebody with with Shaver's kind of touch, it's like, Hey, let's let's get you up to seventy percent from the from the stripe. And mm-hmm. I mean, you, you think about somebody like Tyler Hansborough. If um, part of what made him as effective as he was is because he was money from the line. Um, and yeah. so if if Shaver can come in and do some of that same kind of thing, boy, you're you're in good shape there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that he can. Yeah. Yes, 100%. And um, another, you know, you talked about his touch and stepping out. Obviously, as a true center, we're, we're hoping to see um, him camp out in the lane a lot. But also, 
you feel comfortable with him floating out, creating space that Hubert Davis wants his team to create for, for Baycott or whomever another big might be in the game with him. I heard him say on another interview recently that his record was he hit nine threes in one high school game. And, and I know the line's shorter, but still, anybody who <laughs> pours in that many threes in a game, I mean, that, that's good for any shooter, not just a big. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's a sign that he's going to be able to add that when he gets to Carolina. And, you know, Hubert, um, Coach Davis, he's already shown that he, whether you're the five or the four, you're going to, you're going to be involved in ball screens. You're going to be involved yes. in orange sets. He's yes. going to pull you out and he's going to have opportunities to stretch the floor even as a center. So 100% um, like both both Baycott and Brady were very successful with that last season. Mhm. Yep. And so yeah, expect that a lot. Now, we don't know how much we'll see Will Shaver this year. I think a lot of it probably depends on uh, how or if Carolina uses this final scholarship and um, where Jalen Washington's health is at and and factors like that. Obviously, Cam Johnson, or Cam, come on, Shade, Puff Johnson uh, and and all that. But we'll we'll talk more about uh, roster stuff in just a little bit there. What about weaknesses? Where where does Will need to continue to develop his game and or his body? And so uh, let's pose it the way we always pose this question. On the flip side, Will wouldn't see the floor yet in college because fill in the blank. Um, I think several things. I think, first of all, uh, the first thing you got to look at is his body type. Mm. Um, Will has got to – he's got to get stronger. He's got to shed some weight. He's got to mm. become more uh, mobile, more agile, mm. more yes. uh, versatile. Um, and so – and that leads me to my next point, um, his athleticism. Uh, that's a question mark. Um, but here, <laughs> yeah. you know, And here's the thing. It's – you can change that. You can change that narrative with your work ethic and you can get better and you can become more explosive. And um, I think for him, it starts with just losing weight. And if he gets his weight down and he stays healthy and he works his tail off, then he's going to be able to answer those questions. And then the last thing that I think that's a question mark is just sheer physicality. Hmm. Um, That's, you know, it's something I really don't know a whole lot about because the last time I saw him truly play was a junior in high school. That's right. As a 16, 17-year-old kid, you're not playing like a man yet. I mean, you, there are cases where you can, but you're most likely not. And you're going to have to play like a man when you're in the ACC. That's and right. so, uh, now, like I said, that's something that could have changed between now and, yeah. and then. Yeah. But I do think... After you've been you know, getting bumped around by Armando Baycott every day for a year, yeah. you, you turn into a man pretty quick. <laughs> you, you have to, or you're going to get yeah. ran out of town. And so... Um, <laughs> He, you know, that's that's probably something he's developed. But if I was an opposing coach, and I know yeah. you're going to ask me this question, so yeah. I'll go ahead and jump go into ahead, it. bring it. I yeah, would, do it. man, I would be physical with him. I would bump him 94 feet. I would constantly have my body on him and just try to push him around and see if he responds to it. Or I, I what I should say is see how he responds to it, mm-hmm. because a lot of times you see frustration and you see retaliation instead of just playing a game of basketball. Yeah. And so yeah. I would definitely try to be physical with him. Yeah, that's really interesting. And, and you talk uh, with with the potential weakness of his body type and like what is his uh, discipline going to be like? What is his will going to be like to get his will, <laughs> to get his body in shape? Um, have you seen any um, signs of, of that self-discipline already? 
with his body shape changing or anything of that nature? Yeah, I think, well, I say that it's tough to tell, uh, because we haven't got to see him a whole, whole lot. Um, I do think, you know, work ethic, uh, maybe, you know, a little bit in question. Um, but like I said, you know, he's going to have an opportunity, ample opportunity to prove that wrong. And, and I, I have faith that he will. Um, I think, you know, one of the things that kind of gets lost in the whole shuffle with Will is, you know, Will didn't have an opportunity to play last year. Yeah. And yeah. motivation when you don't have an opportunity to play can be a little bit hard. Um, yes. Now, I'm not saying that's, you know, I don't agree with that. But now that <laughs> playing time is on the table, yeah, then work ethic might change a little bit. And so. Yeah. As you dangle that playing time carrot in front of him, what, what does that do? Yeah. Especially having seen, uh, you know, what happened last year with this same group of dudes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I believe you had mentioned to me, you had read that he shed like 45 pounds at some point in his high school. Career. Yeah. I read that on line, you know, when I was studying about Will, it said that his junior year, he had lost 45 pounds. I believe he was up around 290. Wow. And so, uh, he definitely made the effort to get down to 240, 245-ish. And so, yeah. um, if and he And I would can, imagine that number's going to stay the same, but just his that like 250-ish range, but just mm -hmm. a, a body shift as Jonas Serration and his whole team worked to transform Will's body. Yes, yeah. Jon and Jonas is the best in the business. and He's phenomenal, uh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. And he's, I think everyone pretty much knows it at that point. And so what, what basically what you do with Jonas is if you buy into what he's teaching you and you buy into yeah. what he's telling you to yeah. do, then you're going to succeed because yeah. that's been proven yeah. time and time again. It's just all Absolutely. about buying Absolutely. And I'm really curious to see on, on the negatives, I'm not saying this is a negative or something he needs to work on yet, but I'm curious to see what type of rim protector he is given his size. Obviously mm -hmm. he's not going to be the, the athletic, um, make, you know, uh, makeup rim protector, but is he an imposing figure in the lane? Is he somebody that like, um, even when he's not blocking shots, he's, he's altering shots or making people think twice about getting a ball up on the rim. Like, do, is he that level of imposing with that body? Um, and so I'm really curious to see, especially like once Carolina posts um, the 2022-23 roster, what are his measurables? Has he grown taller? What is his weight at? Um, what is his spring and first step like when he goes to block shots? Um, because there, you have the 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 Walker Kessler type, who's just that long, gangly um, kind of guy. But then you have somebody like like um, um, Will Shaver, and and does he just have the the smarts and the wherewithal to know when to make that bounce, when to jump, mm -hmm. and how to elevate vertically and all that? I'm really curious to see that aspect of his game um, on display. Yeah, you. That's some intriguing points that you just brought up i'm kind of the same way um, i read some stuff that basically alluded to the fact that the staff believes that shaver is growing um mm. while like he's still growing get, you know getting close to seven feet tall um, even before he had really good length uh, but as we mentioned his athleticism isn't like off the charts or anything yep. and so yeah uh, and you nailed it on the head there's two different types of shot blockers there's your freaks, you know, they've got the length and the athleticism <laughs> and they just, it's just hard to get a shot off. And then there's ones that have to do it with IQ and their timing has to be good and they have to know when to leap and um, all that stuff. And so I'm really curious about that too. But one thing that we haven't mentioned yet that I'm really excited about 
is I think that Shaver's a really good rebounder. Yes. And that's yes, kind yes. of it's instinctual and yep. you track the ball really well. It's just it's a it's a part of your skill set. You either have it or you don't. So yeah. uh, I think that Shaver has a really nice knack for it, and I think that'll make him a good fit too. Yep. You want to stay on the court? You rebound for Hubert Davis. That's a yeah. good, good way to get. Now I, I'm also curious. You mentioned that potential hiccup with athleticism uh, in the in in basketball now you have to guard you have to be able to switch ball screens how will he do in pnr uh, i think is a question and and as he uh, like i think that commitment to body transformation is going to play a huge role in his ability to not get pick and rolled to the bench if you'll allow me that phrase yeah um, so really curious to see how that goes so good love all that well I'm really curious, always really curious to see in the third segment when we do these player previews, who does Pat Kilby think that Will Shaver reminds him of, both in terms of Carolina players and NBA players. Who's he going to choose today? Man, we're going to find out in just a moment. But first, let me remind you that the NBA draft is coming up. Our guy Pat knows all about Everything that Brady Mannix going through as he prepares for that. It's really the only Tar Heel we're, we're watching because everybody else is back. It's so baller. Love <laughs> it. Um, and so the ultimate NBA mock draft starts this Thursday, tomorrow, June 16th. With over 50 insiders, nothing equals the ultimate NBA mock draft. The Locked On NBA Big Board Draft Experts plus the Odyssey Insiders. First pick, again, is June 16th, one week before the draft. And so you can search Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and follow now so that you don't miss a single pick. Love that. Can't wait to see what they have to say. That'll be great. <laughs> so, Pack, moment of truth. Uh, let's start as we usually do. Will Shaver, if he reminded you of a Carolina basketball player, and I know there's... Listen, it's it's a limited pool, so there's nobody that's perfect. But who does he most remind you of? Yeah, um, this was – I kind of battled with this one a little bit. I'm not going to lie because um, this whole class is just – they're kind of their own players, and comparisons are really hard. But what I ended up doing was deciding to go with a, another former true Tar Heel center in Kennedy Meeks. And I kind of want to, yeah, I kind of want to explain why, because yeah, do it. I, I see some similarities between Will and Kennedy. They both have a good skill set, especially offensively when they stepped on campus. And they both uh, have that soft touch around the rim. They're both fairly smooth. Uh, they both have the baby faces. You know, they look like they're still 16, cherubs. 17 years old. They're, but they're cherubs. College basketball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they're comparable in the sense that they both have work to do on their body. And they, they have um, growth that's needed in athleticism and, and explosiveness and acceleration. And wow. so there's a lot of similarities that I see yeah. there. I don't yeah. necessarily below the rim players. Yeah. 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 And um, you know, their, their playing styles are a little bit different, so it's not a spot on comparison, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I do see lots of similarities there. Yeah, 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 absolutely love that. The like we we talked about the shot blockers who have to rely on positioning. That's seems like it's going to be Will Shaver. Kennedy was so great with his footwork and getting in position. That's why he was great in the post. That's why he was a great rebounder, um, and, and all those things that he brought to the table for the Tar Heels. Obviously, he came in 
to Chapel Hill as a more highly touted recruit than is Shaver. Um, but uh, they they both do, as you say, I think bring a lot of similarities and, and some question marks with, with body and defense and things of that nature that they're going to have to prove. Um, Shaver's bringing in what's nice is an already developed touch with his shot and so excited what he's going to be able to bring that Kennedy just never did with the three-point shot but um man the way Kennedy you you know I mean goodness I remember looking at pictures of freshman Kennedy compared with senior Kennedy and if Will can do that boy howdy he is gonna be uh something special for the Tar Heels what about an NBA player comparison pack yeah so this is more you know, my UNC comp was more of a floor-level comparison. You know, Kennedy and Will, they're kind of coming in on the same ground. My NBA comp is more of a ceiling comparison mm. and where I see Will's game potentially going. And so I want to I want to lead with that before everyone's <laughs> like, what is this guy talking about? Uh, but I do think that uh, the NBA comp is DeMontis Sabonis. Oh, interesting. And yeah, I think that there's mm. a lot of – now, their body types are a little bit different. I get yeah, that. But absolutely. their skill sets are a lot similar. I think that there's potential for Shaver to kind of turn into that moving forward. And so that's why I say it's a ceiling comparison. Uh, but they, they do kind of remind me a little bit of each other. Yeah, man. I mean, and Sabonis is just a monster rebound. I mean, just gobbles up rebounds and yep. so if if shaver can can do that and turn into that obviously it's going to have to take a huge body transformation to look like sabonis does or sabonis's <laughs> dad for that matter um yeah. but i mean that's what kent legitimately that's what kennedy meeks has done with his body like he yeah. is a dude now when you look at his pictures and, and videos and stuff so man that could well, be super super interesting uh, one thing I wanted to touch on real quick is, you know, mm-hmm. we talk about Kennedy Meeks and he, him having a body transformation. I think, you know, Sean May had a huge body transformation in North Carolina. He kind of came in now. Sean was talent-wise, he was a freak. He was on another level. He's my favorite Carolina big man of all time. But he took his body from his freshman through his junior year and it just totally transformed and he put in the work. And so – you know, Will's going to have the opportunity to play for him, and Sean's going to be able to provide some of that um, leadership and some of that guidance and how he yep. did that. Yep. So uh, just kind of like how Jackie Manuel's mentored Leakey because they play a similar role, that's going to yep. be Sean May and Will Shaver. And so Absolutely. I think that that's another – it's just another thing in Will Shaver's corner to help him succeed. Boy. Absolutely, because we, we've talked about what a, what a blessing Armando Baycott will be for him. Baycott's going to be gone in a year unless he choose. Can you? Oh my gosh, if he comes back. But Sean May's going to be there un- unless he yeah. moves up or, or gets a chance somewhere else or something. Sean May's going to be on that bench for Will Shaver's entire four year career, maybe. That'd be awesome uh, yep. to see him stick around for that long. So, um, Think, thinking of those possibilities of, of what Sean can do for him, what are, what are some of the other things that excite you about Will Shaver? Yeah, Will's, man, just, golly, his the fact that people think he's still growing. I mean, mm-hmm. what I read was that he's projecting as a seven-footer. Now, when obviously when the team releases the, the measurements and all that, we'll know for sure, but that that excites me. He's growing. He's got his, his trajectory, his ceiling is very high. Um, he's, he's a potential pro prospect in the sense that he's going to be 
a seven footer. He can stretch the floor. He has smooth, soft touch around the rim. He just has so many things to offer. Um, the rebounding that we talked about that he can be just like what Hubert's trying to get North Carolina's roster filled with is just Swiss army knives and versatile guys. And he presents that. Now, is he there yet? No. No. Is he going to be? Yes. Because of the staff that we have and the way that they do a a good job developing. Um, Basically all Will Shaver has to do is buy in, put in the work and he's going to be very successful. Yeah, because I think, you know, I, I see somebody like him and I fear like, are you going to be like another Joel James kind of kind of thing? Jo- like Joel James, but that can shoot a little bit. And I just, mm-hmm. he doesn't strike me that way. I know they're probably more similarly rated um, in terms of stars and national ranking, but it just, it seems like with Shaver's ability to shoot and rebound um, and do, do other things. Like, for example, another thing that excites me is um, seeing what he can do passing the ball, like when he's doubled in the post, uh, kicking back out, re- resetting, um, and those kind of things. Like you think about playing Syracuse and getting to the high post, um, getting doubled on a guy like him and some big-to-big passing with, with Baycott or something like that. I mean, Carolina feasts on the Syracuse zone, and I would love to see his passing ability carve that up. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you kind of mentioned something that I, I kind of want to talk about for a minute. I didn't even plan on talking about this, but – you, know, you mentioned Joel James, and uh, you talk about Sterling Manley, and you can even look at some of the previous guards like uh, Anthony Harris and guys that have transferred. Mm. Um, I think Carolina kind of has a theme that guys like this that come in as three stars and they're not your typical Carolina recruits per se, um, man, it's just all about buy-in and work ethic and willing to get out of your comfort zone and grow because there's so many times where I felt like um, guys have left Carolina and haven't turned out to be what they could be. And largely because I feel like they didn't buy in when they were there. And that's not a knock at anybody at all. Uh, But I think, um, you know, you look at Anthony Harris, what, where was it? He committed. Was it um, Rhode Island? Oh, oh, now uh, on his second, yes, Rhode Island. Yeah. He's better than that. I mean, I'm just going to straight up tell you, I think he's better than that. Absolutely. But he didn't buy in. He didn't do what he was supposed to do. And now he's not where he's supposed to be. And that's going to be the thing. If Will Will comes in and he buys in, then, yeah, he can go the three-star route like a Luke May. And he can become somebody for the Tar Heels uh, versus not buying in and ended up going a different, you know, route or a different yeah, path. Yeah, that's and, a good point. And, and just, you know, not what you could be. And so hopefully he goes the, the Luke May route and, <laughs> and puts himself on a path to success. But. Yeah. Man, that's great. Well, ah, boy, Will Shaver. It's a mystery, but it's an exciting mystery that we're uh, really interested to see what comes of it that's that's all sorts of good stuff that's 35 good minutes for you on will shaver packa i know we got to get out of here we got we got to get the people uh off their car ride or wherever they're <laughs> listening today but any just final closing things you want to say yeah i just touch on real quick just the bright future of north carolina basketball this we haven't really talked about will as a person uh mm. will as will as a player is what we've talked about but once again, I can honestly say, I think from what I've looked into and how I've studied and even what Brady, who I have a good relationship with, has said about him, 
this is another top-notch person. And this is another guy that's going to represent the University of North Carolina well. And that makes me proud as a fan to just have these young men like this representing our program. It's going to be a good fit. Here, here. That's well said. Uh, I'll raise my Carolina cup to that. (laughs) I love that cup. I love it. Will Shaver, we can't wait to see you play, brother. It's going to be fun. Uh, Pat Kilby, always great to talk about uh, these guys that are coming in and can't wait to see what they all bring to the table and to this program. But for today, that is it for Locked on Tar Heels. Coming up on tomorrow's show, I'm going to talk with John Garcia Jr. about a couple guys that have recruited or recruited, committed to Carolina football in the past week or two. That's going to be a lot of fun. And then make sure you're ready for coming up next week's show in the lead up to the NBA draft. I'm going to talk with Jeff Goodman about all sorts of stuff that we have coming up for Carolina basketball this upcoming year, his top 10 rankings what he's looking at in the NBA draft. That'll be great. So thanks so much for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or your first watch every single day. As always, please don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Please, please, please go ahead and smash that like button and make sure to leave a comment about why you can't wait to see Will Shaver. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Heels. You can follow the man, Coach Peck, Kilby at coach underscore K23. And as always, you can follow me at Isaac Shade, I-S-A-A-C-S-C-H-A-D-E. And now as we're already talking about the NBA draft, please make sure to make the Locked On NBA Big Board podcast your second listen of the day. Rafael Barlow and the whole crew bring fans just like you an in-depth look into the biggest prospects, the latest player rankings, mock drafts, and of course, big boards. And that's every day on the Odyssey app, on the YouTube channel, or anywhere else you get podcasts. So thanks so much for spending part of your Wednesday hanging out with us, talking about this man, this dude, Will Shaver. We can't wait to see him in action. And we want to remind you that it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Until tomorrow, peace!